0: Yo, welcome to NS9 Live. I, of course, am your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me tonight, we have our co-host, Jim Rosati. Jim, Bucks win.
1: Bucks win. Bucks win. Raise a jolly Roger. There was, uh, there was no doubt, no doubt about it. They, uh, they did try to make it a little interesting, but they built up a nice enough lead there. That, um, yeah, bull, even their bullpen couldn't even mm-hmm. blow it even the bullpen couldn't blow it, Jim. 9
0: nothing, 9 to 1. For a second there I felt like maybe the bullpen might blow it. But they hung on. They, they it's crazy that they won 9 to 6 and you know
1: you're nervous about this game. Well, I mean, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but it was right after Hartley um kind of got out of that 7th inning. Mm-hmm. I was like this bullpen actually seems pretty competent. And then the next inning, I was like, "Never mind." Right. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, Sam Howard looked
0: pretty good. He's been looking pretty good all year. So I know he gave up a run, a home run, but I mean, it happens. It's also a Great American Small Park. You know that better than anyone right now. Being close to Cincinnati. yeah, it
1: is. Well, what's what's crazy about the ballpark is just the power alleys. Like if you look at the like the power alleys of it, they're just it's so short. Uh, I like that Galvis home run I was talking about. He hit that ball, you know, basically dead left center field, 396 feet. It was, it was, it was almost in the second deck at Great American Ballpark. At PNC Park, that ball might barely be out, like, right, because of you know that left center field fence. But yeah, no, that it's it's definitely a, a very hitter friendly environment there. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's for sure. But oddly enough, I mean the Pirates hit how many home runs tonight? Uh by the way, let's put this out there. So it's what, National Lefty Day? Is that what it is? And is home that runs? True? I think so. And then home runs hit today by Adam Frazier, Colm Rand, and Gregory Polanco. So there something to that?
1: Maybe. I didn't know it was it was National Lefty Day. So
0: I saw yeah. <laughs> like some random tweet earlier about lefties. And then actually, I think they talked about in on the broadcast today. And that's when I put two and two together. But uh, yeah, it. I mean, I guess, I don't know. If it's natural lefty day, put the lefties in the lineup and uh, you'll hit home runs. But on top of that, what I was going to say is, even though like the ballpark is very small, as you're mentioning, those home runs today were actually really legit for the Pirates. I mean, the power was was there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where'd this, where no, did this come yeah. from? I mean, Adam Frazier leads it off with a barrel might add you we talk about barrels on starbucks right they're yep. barreling all day colin moran had one eric gonzalez had one but yeah lead off first pitch first hit first home run of the game boom adam frazier one nothing he cranked that
1: yeah frazier i mean 415 feet um barrel colin moran barrel gonzalez barrel yeah i mean hey it was uh they were hitting the ball hard off of DiScafani. He I don't know if he just didn't have his stuff today or what, but he did not look himself. That's for sure. Um and it was just really all hard hit balls. Like you look at you look at the first like I'm looking at the you know the Statcast game page here and and they you know when they have the exit velocities it's like dark red, light red <laughs> Red and then it goes to blue, so it's it's giving you like kind of, you know, the redder the redder it is, the harder the hit. Sure. And literally, red, 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 pink, red, blue, red, red, red. So right. those are the, the that's the Pirates' first two innings. So they were hitting the ball hard.
0: It was it was crazy. Like even Jared Dyson, you know, as you mentioned, it was, you know, for him, we're talking about Dyson for one, but. He hit it 330 the, feet. <laughs> yeah.
1: Dyson Dyson was the pink one.
0: <laughs> right. So, you know, he's pink. He hits it 330 feet. You know, you knew something was off. You know, when Dyson's hitting mm-hmm. almost out to the warning track, things aren't going good for the other pitcher. But, right. you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. The first three hits, well, actually the first two hits were home runs. Kevin Newman lined it out. Mm-hmm. The first hit was Adam Frazier, as you mentioned, 415 feet. Calm ran the second hit home run, 430 feet. It was just, it was amazing. Like you said, then the second inning came. wow. Wow. I mean, three days off, our hope, we talked about the three keys on Starbucks. Now, one of them was, of course, getting to the bullpen early. Jim, yep. mission accomplished.
1: Yep. There we go. They, they were able to do that, yep.
0: The other one, it seems like every, you know, every other time we talk about the Pirates, I mean, getting this team right, hitting wise, you know, the top of the, the order, the top of the lineup, Mentioned maybe the three days, like maybe having the Cardinals with their issues, which by the way, they're not playing again. Again, the Cardinals yeah, have double, no
1: double, header canceled today. Right.
0: So it's like, maybe the Pirates can sit back, fix themselves, get in the cages. You know, they can fix themselves, get right. Now my biggest thing was I mentioned maybe Josh Bell gets his swing, right? It still looked out of whack today, but overall this lineup, I mean, I think what Reynolds was the only one who didn't get a hit tonight, but he was still cranking them pretty hard. So yeah, a little yeah. bit of unluckiness on his part, but yeah, everyone pretty much looked pretty good offensively.
1: And then what was the other key to the game? What was the other key to the series? <laughs> does it look bad that I'm going to say, I forget? Uh, yeah, it does. Oh, because it was I what do the whole remember. Was. Yes. Eric Gonzalez, Eric Gonzalez, Eric. Tatis Eric senior. Gonzalez the two hardest hit balls of the day by the pirates both from Eric Gonzalez. Yes. 106.2 and 107, I remember 107.3. So Eric Gonzalez continuing to uh to mash. That first that first double that he had in the second inning. Um I mean he crushed that ball. He just he didn't hit it high enough. He, he, he yanked it to left field, hit off the top of the fence. But gosh, that ball crushed.
0: It really was. And it just goes to show, like, here we are. It's still continuing. We talked about Eric Gonzalez. It's not that we're looking just at empty batting average numbers, right? We're looking at what he's doing to the ball. And he's crushing it. He's killing it. And it does. It continued tonight. We want to see more of him. And it seems like every single day, he's giving more reasons to want to see him. And you know, he very easily could have, you know, three days off. He could have came out here and maybe he still had two hits. Maybe he still went two for four, you know, but there were two dribblers down the line or whatever, but he came out. He's still doing what he's been doing all year, you know, absolutely demolishing the ball. It, you know, it showed in the, the numbers, right. Two for four with a double. Uh, I, I mean, two really? Two oh yes. Yeah, sorry. Two doubles. My yeah. bad, which <laughs> equals a home run. So really, he as the young Freddie Galvis kind of equaled the the mature Freddie Galvis tonight. So all things remain the same, obviously. But yeah, I mean, like I said, he came. Like the only flaw, I guess, I could see with him tonight was that grounder hit to him. You know, in the third baseline, late in the game, right, right at the end there. Well, it's still a tough play. You know, I think typically he makes that. But like, that's really the only flaw. Getting, I have seen nothing but good things with the eye test, with the stat cast numbers, like everything from Eric Gonzalez this year.
1: No, I mean, he's a, he's a 145 weighted runs created plus. You look at his stat cast page and the whole thing's red. Um, you know, we, we, we played the the Tatis or Gonzalez game the other day and their, their, their stat cast numbers aren't that far off from each other. They, they might um, flip-flop tonight. <laughs> yeah, no. We'll, we'll see. Tatis starts in about an hour, so we'll see how that goes. Um, looking at the only the only thing I guess I I could kind of complain about is he hasn't drawn a walk yet this year. So yeah, zero percent walk rate. So he's he's slashing three fifty, three fifty five fifty. Right. So you would like to get him maybe some walks, but I mean, hey, if you're. If you're hitting 350 and slugging 550, I guess it really doesn't matter that much.
0: <laughs> you're right. And I mean, he's expected to hit even better than that. You could say he's gotten bad luck this year, Jim. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the one thing too, he's never been a high walk rate guy. No. You know, and, and like in this small sample wise, I'm not totally down on that. But, I am with you. I mean, it's it's a little bit concerning like he hasn't drawn a walk yet, but at the same time, it seems like he hasn't seen a pitch he hasn't liked and he's made good things happen with it. You know, uh, it's almost like the Stalin Marte effect, you know I mean, he was a free swinger. you know, he seemed like in Jay Hay by all means. God, he could hit any pitch I felt. But you know, usually, like when they mm-hmm. were on, they could hit and make good things happen. And it seems like that's what he's doing right now. So I'm sure after some time, he'll normalize and he'll get some walks. But you know, look at his career. He's like a, a 4% walk rate. He's not going to draw a lot. If you're hitting like this though, don't care. <laughs> I really right. don't. Exactly. It's going to come, but it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, I guess that's, that's what we are. Like that's where we are at in 2020. We're nitpicking Eric Gonzalez on his walk rate.
1: I don't know. Hey. I mean, when you need an elite bat like Eric Gonzalez, you you need to get everything out of him.
0: <laughs> well, I think we've talked yeah. enough about Eric Gonzalez this week. We've shared our love of this one game. What else? How about Gregory Polanco? Once again, showing when he connects, good things can happen
1: as well. Yeah. So Polanco, I mean, same thing. I mean, he the the. The numbers aren't there from like a standpoint of where you, I mean, he's still not batting a hundred. He's, he's hitting zero ninety four 94 on the year. He is, he has three hits, you know, in 31 at bats, two of which have left the park. So when he is, when he is making contact with the ball, it's, it's going a long way. Exit velocity right now, averaging over 97. So he's, when he's hitting the ball, it's going, it's going, he's hitting it hard almost a 50% strikeout rate is, is an issue. He needs to, he needs to get that way down. Um, and he just needs to do a better job of kind of commanding that, that zone and, and, and putting the ball in play. Um, I, I don't really know what to say about him yet. It's still really, he's, he's, I'd like to like, so said we need to see more of him. Yes. Um, so hopefully he can stay healthy and stay in games yeah, I mean, we've all seen what Polanco's capable of doing, um, you know, over stretches of his career. There's some times where, you know, he's out there and he's he looks like he's the best player on the field, like, from, you know, between both both teams. And then there's other times where he looks completely lost. So, I mean, I think Polanco at this point, he just kind of is what he is. You know, I don't, I don't think like I'm not expecting him to kind of break through right now. I mean, he's been, this is his sixth season in the major leagues. Yeah. At this point, I think he just kind of is what he is, but um, no, I mean, he, he can be exciting though. I mean, we like, so we've all seen him when he's on. So it, it, if he's on, he's fun to watch.
0: Can we just take a step back too, and just like, think about that. This is really Polanco's sixth season. Where has the time gone? And like, I totally get where you're coming from too. You know, like, he is what he is. Every year, I feel like this is Polanco's breakout year, and there's got to be a time where you just got to put that behind you. Like, it just isn't going to happen. I mean, you can't be six years yeah. in and still, like, hoping for this breakout. But at the same point, I also get it, because there's been a lot of misfortunes, like, with injuries and, and this and that with him. And, like like you say, you keep seeing these spurts, and you know there's something there. And... I'm with you. Like, I don't think we're ever going to see this Gregory Polanco that it was hyped up to be. You know, the dream outfield of Kutch Marte and Polanco. The first outfield ever that could hit 20 home runs and hit 20 or he gets 20 stolen bases, you know, per person. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's not going to happen. But I'm with you that I still want to give him every opportunity to show... But maybe there is definitely something there. I mean, yes, it absolutely has not translated right now with the numbers. He's he looks awful out there. He's striking out 43% of the time. Like you mentioned, he's still batting 094. But you look at the Babip 067. Like there's a lot of bad luck there. He is. I know how much you love Fernando Tatis Jr., but if you want to look at the you know the stat cast numbers such, Jim, Fernando Tatis Jr.'s exit velocity is 97. Good for only second in MLB, Jim. Only second. He's behind Gregory Polanco. (laughs) So, like, this is what we're getting at. This is why you do want to see him. I want to see him. You know, he's been out of baseball for how long now? I think it's very evident. You know, you look across MLB as a whole. The batters are behind. You know, you can look at this team right now. Everyone looks awful. Don't look at a batting average for the Pirates unless it's Eric Gonzalez. You know? So, they all look bad. So, like, I want to give him time to catch up, to get with his rhythm, into his timing. Hopefully see the strikeouts, you know, normalize a little bit and make a little more contact. Because as I said, you know, when he makes contact, we see how good things can happen. So I'm willing, like I said, to give him all that time tonight. Another reason, another outing to show one strikeout, one walk and a home run. I mean, I'll take that.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I, I want to see him out there because... At this point, I think we're kind of, you know, Ryan always talks about how we should have traded Polanco, you know, four years ago. Right. right. We're just, we're just past that point right now. Like he's, he's not, he's not a trade ship. Um, I, I don't think he is. And, and and he won't be for, you know, the foreseeable future. Um, but the team has him until 2023 for pretty good value if they want to keep him. So he's actually someone who, can play a role on this team for the next three years. Um, but uh, there we go. Sorry about that. Um, but he's a guy who can, who can play a role on this team over the next three years. And really when you look at kind of what's down there in the minors, you you want to have somebody like Gregory Polanco in that lineup who can potentially if he's healthy hit 25 or more home runs because we don't have a lot of that right now in the organization so he's an important key key part um i said i don't really expect this team to be competitive this year or next year but i mean starting in 2022 you never know kind of what could happen between now and then he's still going to be a part of this team right
0: he's your big ticket you know even if you don't like you said he's there till 2023 if you're looking at this as a rebuild, when are you going to get competitive? You know, we're not quite sure. You know, he might not be in that next phase, and I'm okay with that. I can live with that. Fully understand that, but he could be that big ticket to get you some value in a trade. Well, how are you going to get value in a trade? You know, by giving him every opportunity to show it, and that's why, like once again, and I don't want to go too deep into this, but the whole uh, Polanco versus Ozuna thing, like uh, Ozuna is not going to be that big ticket. He hasn't had the potential to give you but Polanco can't. That's literally why you're going to give Polanco every opportunity to showcase that. Because if he can, and maybe it's not this year and it is next year, he finally does. Then you have a trade chip, and you can get something of value in return and help this rebuild. We well, are not going to get that out of it. Ozuna, even though right now, right now, physically today on this date, Jose Ozuna might be the better player. Long-term, I will give every opportunity to have Gregory Polanco as my everyday player, because I know what he can present. It's the big risk, big reward type player. Um, now you mentioned too, which is kind of ironic. Like we don't have another player in the, yeah. in the farm system that can give us like that. What Polanco can well, I kind of disagree a little bit and it's funny. Cause it's, he's very much the Gregory Polanco prospect and, <laughs> and O'Neill Cruz, you know, it's like, he's the hit or miss. He could give you exactly the hype that, you know, Polanco was given, but I feel like he could definitely give you what Polanco is right now or worse. So there's potential in that person, but again, it's all just potential in my eyes right now.
1: No, I mean, I guess I agree with you there. So, I mean, O'Neal Cruz has that potential to be that, that impact bat. Um, I think you look at Cruz and just his floor is super low. His ceiling is super high and he could do anything in between there. So he's (laughs) just like a total wild card. Um, Whereas Polanco coming up, you know, you just knew that he was at least going to be a, a major league starting outfielder. Like he, that's he, a
0: very fair he, point. Actually. So, yeah.
1: Um, so I mean, Polanco coming up, was, I mean, Polanco was a top 10 prospect in, in all of baseball. Um, oh, no, Cruz is nowhere near that. Um, so like, I, I, I see the upside though on Cruz, like the up Cruz's upside is similar to what Polanco's upside was coming up. Right. So So that makes sense. I I see that. Um, I still – so I was listening to you and Tyler kind of talk about Cruz last week. And uh, I still want to see him play – Try. I I don't think he's going to be able to do it. But I still want to see him try to play shortstop. Um, Who knows? Maybe it could happen. But I think he needs to stay there as long as he can. Because if – because you also talked about this too. Like the amount of just – impact shortstops there are in major league baseball right now it would be really nice to have one of those and Cruz has that potential where if he can actually stick a shortstop he could be like an elite guy in this league even if he reaches even if he just reaches you know 75 80 percent of his potential right um whereas if you have to move him to first base or corner outfield or if he's just a dh that takes a lot of his value away Um, but no I mean I I think from like an outfielder standpoint you look at like Swaggerty Swaggerty just doesn't have the power Swaggerty's decent at a lot of different things but he's he's he doesn't he's not great at anything um -hmm. Hayes still hasn't really shown he can hit he can field but he can't hit um Gonzalez has shown he can hit in college and and Cape Cod but yeah I I don't know I I'm actually I think the rebuild process could probably you know after two years you should be able to start seeing the fruits of that and so Polanco could play a role in like that early part of like the next generation right but again like you said too if he's performing and performing well he could be traded and and bring you back something in return that Could also be impactful for a longer time. So, right. He's an important part of this team. Um, Yeah. So, hopefully, he can kind of, yeah, hopefully, he can get things together.
0: Yep. Good call. Uh, And I'm with you. You know, you do make a very, very good point there with Cruz. I mean, obviously, if he can play short, like you said, refer back to Tyler and I's conversation last last week, you know, that's like the money position. There's such elite talent there. And if he can be part of that, then the Pirates could have elite talent there. Because we talked about the talent in middle infield in the minor and such. And, you know, opposed to like 10 years ago where like middle infield was just bare. You know, there was nothing there that we all got excited about Jordy Mercer, right? There's definitely talent, but no one has the ceiling, as you've mentioned, as Cruz. Like Cruz could be that superstar talent at short. Gonzalez probably is going to be a nice shortstop if he plays short in the future. Middle infielder, of course, at any means. He could be nice, but I don't think that superstar talent's there where Cruz could be that. So I definitely see your point there. Um, I don't know. So like, again, going around the diamond, um, tonight's game, we don't have much to talk about since there wasn't again, a series with the Cardinals all week. Um, you know, any other bright spots or anything that you've wanted to talk about with tonight's game?
1: Um, not really, I guess, I mean, Richard, Richard Rodriguez coming on in the eighth there and, um, I mean, that was a set. I mean, we still had a really high win probability there, but he came in in a spot where things could have kind of gotten a little bit out of control. Um, Two one. Richard
0: comes in. Great yeah, American so, Ballpark, right? The homer-prone pitcher.
1: Yeah. I'm so you. he comes in, shuts down that that eighth inning, and and really once that eighth inning was shut down. You know, you're up by four heading into the ninth. The game's basically over at that point. Um, so wow. yeah, and Del is yeah.
0: being DFA. So now, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, I mean it's a, it's a
1: totally it's a totally different situation there if you go into that ninth inning. I mean, it was second and third. Totally different situation if both of those runs score. Then it's nine seven going into the ninth. Keller gives up a leadoff homer. It's now nine eight. Right, and it's it's a it's a totally different ball game. So good job by Rich Rod.
0: I agree. It was pleasant to see Rich Rod come in and and perform like he did. Uh hey, Keona Kello makes his debut. Wasn't perfect. It wasn't the way I think many of us wanted to see it go down. And of course, let's talk about that. He makes his debut in Cincinnati of all places. I mean, man, could there not be like favorite, could there not favorite be fans team. of the stands? <laughs> yeah.
1: His favorite team, Cincinnati.
0: Right? So yeah, um. he makes his debut, gives up the home run. But let's just talk about the way he looked. Again, first game back. He hasn't pitched in how long, right? He comes back the first time. I thought he looked fairly well. The stuff seemed yeah.
1: to be there. Stuff was there. Um, 14 curve balls, 14 fastballs, kind of looking at his breakdown. Two swings and misses of his curve. Two swings and misses of his four-seamer. Um, You know, when, they, when the ball got put in play, it was hit hard. hmm but uh, no, yeah, I mean he, I think the stuff looked good. He had a little bit of trouble putting hitters away until that last batter. Um, but but no, I mean he he did fine. Yeah. I mean, it was his first game. He he looked he looked he didn't look bad. Like remember like we when we saw Kyle Crick's first outing of this year, it was like, uh oh, what's wrong? This doesn't look good. Thanks you, for putting perspective not, on. Yeah. It. <laughs> no, no red flags came up in his outing. He looked like Keona Kala, which was good to see. Right. Yeah. The fastball is definitely there.
0: His touch touching 98 uh-huh. pretty much consistently. Uh, the slider at times, it fell off. It looked really nice. So, yeah, I guess, again, it was good to see because he has returned. We know this team. F- forget the tweet that was put out there this morning by somebody. The Pirates are not in any playoff hopes or contentions, we assume, right? even with the expanded playoffs. So with that being said, also, as we talked about, you know, Polanco and trading and such, I mean, getting Kelo back, who is in his last year of his Pirates deal, right, of his contract, he becomes a free agent next year. It would be good for the Pirates to have a good Keona Kelo come in, show he has some value, show he's, you know, a good relief pitcher, because the way pitchers are going down this year, Jim, every team's going to need one. And there's now 16 teams who need one, opposed to the regular amount, right? So he could potentially be that piece that the Pirates can dangle and get some really good value in return. Uh, so so again, that's why I'm watching Kella. I like the dude. I mean, I wish he could be a Pirate forever, but I just don't see it happening. Um, but yeah, I, I guess like of right. this game, nothing else truly stood out for me. Uh, I, I guess bring this up to Cal Moran. We talked about on Starbucks, how he's kind of cooled down a little bit. Tonight he looked pretty good. Three hard hits. He went two for five with a home run as well. So um, as good as he, called Rand, come back in this year. In this in this year, where is it, also again like oh. is, is called Rand good? We're still trying to determine that. We know we mm. know for a fact Eric, Eric Tatis Senior is good. It's proven right. That's it's done. MVP. Oregon conclusion. Done. Yes. Right. So now we're just wondering and focusing is calm ran potentially, you know, like a co-MVP. So it was nice to see that come out tonight.
1: Yeah, no, he, he, he had a good year and kind of touching back on, you know, what we were talking about with Kella. Yeah. I I don't see him being a pirate past this year. I don't really think it makes sense to do it either. He just really, he hasn't really shown he can go out there and pitch a full season in a while. I mean, he's, He's thrown a total of forty-five innings with the Pirates over two and a half years, essentially. Yeah. So he's just he's hasn't really shown the durability. So I don't think he's he's a, someone that you would go out and give him like a three-year, sixteen million dollar deal, something like that. I don't I don't think he's a guy you would do that with. Um, I do like him though. Like he seems like a cool guy. <laughs> just just from. Yeah from from what he what he does. Um seems like he's so, got that yeah. that
0: great closer mentality too.
1: Yeah. Yeah uh, he's not and, um, all there in the head and I love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and and like I said, talking about Moran too, um he had a good game. Like I said, that the home run in the first inning, nice. Um good to see him kind of get back because he was slumping. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I mean how how's he gonna Respond maybe this is just a one-game thing. I mean, everybody was hitting DiScalvani, so who knows? But um, yeah, it'd be nice to see him continue on this. So, and plus, I had over, I had over nine and a half home runs, and Tyler got under, so I need four more home runs out of him.
0: I was just gonna say you to, might actually get that this that. weekend.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, and that's not even as a joke. I mean, that ballpark yeah. is a four-game series. He he could hit that this weekend. He could. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But hey, if Colton Moran can produce, again, it's just not I don't know if he's long term either. <laughs> Maybe he comes to trade chip because we know Cabrian Hayes is back there waiting. But like you've mentioned, like his bat has never really shown up for, you know, long spurts in any really league, you know. So and it definitely wasn't there last year in Triple A. He looked pretty bad. You know, he's one of like the worst hitters in Indy. So yeah. Uh, I mean, Hey, he could, it's always good to have these type of decisions, right? When you got to question, if this guy's going to be in your long-term plans or not. So good for Moran and good luck to you as Charrington. I'm making the correct decision. Um,
1: Bucko Mike says that nutting needs to do fines for good play. <laughs> no, we need to stop winning.
0: Right, we need to treat this like uh
1: <laughs> actually, so like major, so League. I wanted to so let's talk about Mackey's tweet a little bit. Can we talk about that?
0: Of course, why not?
1: So I had fun with it I, so I like I like Jason Mackey. he seems like also a good guy, and mm-hmm. he, he's a pretty good reporter. He, he seems to ask the questions that I would want to be asked, but yeah, today he, he tweets out, this is a big series for the Pirates. if they win three out of four or sweep they're in the playoff picture i'm like what are you what what are you talking about they're three and 13 even if they sweep they're seven and 13 and uh (laughs) so i do want to let you know dinardo with the win that we had today okay all right it improved our playoff odds, 0.2 percent hey i mean you got to start somewhere Before today's game, the Pirates had a 0.6% chance of making the playoffs. Now it's 0.8. So hey. And and as I'm kind of defending the tweet now, I was making fun of it earlier. (laughs) If the pirates Pirates sweep the Reds, they are tied with the Reds. There you go.
0: The first place Reds,
1: Jim. Yeah.
0: The first place reds. Second place reds. Second place reds. Oh, you picked it for second place?
1: Well, now they're second place. Oh,
0: yeah. oh, oh okay. Okay. No, and like, here's what I found funny too. Now, this isn't a perfect science because, you know, wins and losses, whatever. But what I found funny is, just like you mentioned, it's a four-game series. So there's four games, not just three. So mm-hmm. a sweep is even harder. So if they swept them and gained four wins, like you mentioned, being seven and 13, well, right now today, they would only have more wins than two other teams today in the nl <laughs> and one of them has only played five yeah. five right. total games this whole year so yeah it's like i mean i i get what he's saying to a degree but it's like that's that's not really information like you need to put out there it's, it's it's really nothing like yeah i guess on a technicality you know right. this is a big <clears throat> series because if they take four games you know then they need another four game sweep and another three game sweep and then get into it. So this is the start of that. Like theoretically they're in it, so this would be a big thing, but mm. like come on, it just it's not happening. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Eric Gonzalez. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, so and an honest point, there are currently one, two, three, four, five, six National League teams with a winning record. So that means there's two teams out there right now who would make the playoffs with losing records.
0: Yep. And it's it's like the NBA, you know? I mean, it's, that's happened as well. Um, yeah. I could say I assume NHL too, but I don't watch that. But I've heard the NHL too. But uh, yeah, I, you're, you're probably going to see some team that doesn't have a winning percentage and they're in the playoffs. And it's okay because it's 2020. Let's get weird. I don't care. I would love that. It's just not going to be the Pirates to be one of those teams. It's it's just not.
1: You know, I, think I mean, they're progressively actually, getting worse. They're losing more and more people. You know how we were talking about how the AL Central is like really bad. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. We were, we were saying that for a while. If the season ended right now, there would be four teams in the AL Central to make the playoffs.
0: How good are the Tigers, and why?
1: <laughs> well, because they played the Pirates three, four times. But they play, did we play him four times or three times?
0: Three times. Um, I, you know, I three can't times. remember. Probably three. Yes. And they
1: and they swept us. Um, and then they played the Reds a bunch and you know beat up on them. So. Right.
0: But like Kobe
1: yeah. Jones, really? Hey, it's um Neil Huntington. It's his, his drafting. He drafts awesome talent. I guess so. I mean, he would look
0: nice in a Pirates uniform right now.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I would, I would take him. Oh, I mean, what if you had Jacoby Jones out there? Um, and like, instead of Dyson,
0: uh, that would be a, that would be a good thing. Yeah. But then again, you know, we did get, uh, it was Feliz,
1: right? No, no. who did we, who was that trade? What oh, was, wow. uh, was it Liriana?
0: no. So
1: Liriano's no, a free agent.
0: Great. I'm gonna look the this up. Jacoby now. Jones. It yeah, oh Joaquin
1: Soria. Got it.
0: That's what it was. Who
1: who was pretty good? Yeah, like he helped yeah. us in that stretch run. Yeah, I mean that's, that was a that was a good trade. I would I'd probably do that again.
0: That's the trade that I mean, you know, everyone complains mm-hmm. and talk about like, that is the trade you make. You know, this is right. the, the negative thing that comes out is when that guy ends up being good. I mean, you went for it, you, you did some little win. I mean, Jacoby Jones yes. was a good prospect, wasn't anything great, but now he looks right. great, of course.
1: Because let's be honest, Jacoby Jones isn't great. No, he's, he's had a good 15 games. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's, that's not who he is. <laughs> that,
0: that's a perfect example. So, like, that's literally what we're talking right. about with the, the yeah. Eric
1: Gonzalez and why we're, we're
0: talking about him. Because Jacoby Jones yes. is a bunch of empty numbers. You know, when you look at the numbers, it looks good. Although the home runs are there. But when you look at Eric Gonzalez, like he's backing up all his numbers with what he's doing and such. So is that's a good example. The Jacoby Jones, not good. Eric Tatis Sr. MVP.
1: MVP. <laughs> all right. Um actually, I'm looking, I'm looking at Jacoby Jones' Statcast ass page. It, it does look pretty good. Does it really? It does. There's there's quite a bit of red.
0: <laughs> it's gonna meet uh, make us eat. It's words, not
1: huh? as good. It's not as good as Eric Gonzalez. I'll give it that. But like, I'm looking at this page and I'm like, okay, I like that.
0: Okay, okay, I'll give it to him. He is hitting the ball pretty pretty hard. And he's walking.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah, 16% barrel rate, too. Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> enough of Jacoby Jones. So, yeah, I don't know. As far bad, as like trade. player-wise right now, especially tonight's game, I think that kind of wraps everything up. Is there anything else that you, again, want to talk about, caught your eye? Not really. I think that was about it. All right. Well, let's go to the question of the day, which also comes from you, Jim. Okay. The beard gang yeah
1: so I noticed Rich Rodriguez you know and he just has a solid solid beard like I don't know he looks like a pirate out there on the mound. I mean I have a real idea. A pirate, and it's funny
0: because I and I usually tweet things that are on my mind or whatever too but I did it because I don't know I felt like maybe I'm kind of embarrassed because I didn't know who was on the mound. I actually went to go get dinner. Um, not like out, it was in the kitchen. I, I fixed it up, walked back in, and I just literally saw this guy on the mound just turn. So I didn't see who it was, but I saw like part of the face turn away, and I swear to God, Jim, all right, I'm not even lying about this, but then you tweet this out later. I'm like, we got to talk about this. I wanted to know who was pitching because I thought the guy was wearing a mask. I'm not lying to you. I thought the guy was wearing a mask, and I was like, who do they have on the mound? Because I have yet to see a pitcher with a mask on. And then, of course, they got another angle, and I saw his rich rod. I was like, "Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. Now I feel like a fool, so I'm not going to tweet it out." Uh, But then you put that out there, and yeah, like it makes me think this this beard gang,
1: it's it's pretty legit. Yeah, like Colin Moran is always like the the guy that people talk about his beard, Mm -hmm. and 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 let's I mean, let's Colin Moran has a pretty pretty solid beard too. But there's just something about Rich Rod with it. It's like dark black beard he in I said in the in the all black uniforms too i was like how oh, that looks that looks sharp
0: he takes care of it he definitely does and it's, yeah. it's nice and shiny it's you know it's full it's it's a good beard you know many men would be mm. very jealous of that beard
1: so we don't have a picture of it that we can put up do we that would be great you know i i, I, I don't think we wasn't can, can prepared we for that
0: so, and I'm not going to test this right now and try to do it live, yeah. and yeah, have our thing crash big. on us. But um, but it, well, it, it did make me think because, like you said, yeah. you know, as you mentioned, what was it like? Who's besides him who yeah. recently has had a good beard? Yeah, and like you mentioned, the like, Cal of course. I mean, he's Captain Red mm-hmm. Beard. But it started making me think, like going back into previous years, like what pirate stands out as having a good beard? And to me, like, the first one that came to my mind was Pedro. I mean, he was known for the beard. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, we're talking yeah. about the the level of Rich Rod. I mean, it's not there. It was nice. It was clean. It was nice, tight, mm-hmm. clean. But it wasn't, like, this massive beard. To me, I felt like Jay Hay was probably the last player with, like, a legit beard that looked good. Yeah. And he could pull it off. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, that was, that was, yeah, I agree with that. So you're not saying AJ Shugel,
0: okay? <laughs> I knew we were gonna go there, right? Now,
1: <laughs> is that your pick? AJ Shugel is definitely my. I would, I would say, like AJ Shugel is like that guy where. everybody knows that that person like you went to school with where like they tried growing a beard and they just couldn't do it and (laughs) it just looked terrible (laughs) that's aj (laughs) (laughs) Schugel, where like you could tell that he tried really hard to grow a beard and it was like what is this thing on his face Uh uh-huh see and like i look at it
0: in this way like josh harrison grew a beard looked really good now even like Call Moran, very similar They're both red-headed, you know, this big beard and stuff. Like, Moran can grow a big, solid beard. And it almost fits, like, his personality. But, again, with Rich Rod, like, his beard looks good. It's a nice beard. When I look at Shugel, to me, it's like that ironic beard. It's just so terrible. But yet, because it's so terrible, it's so great. And it does. He looks completely Amish. <laughs> you know, if you saw – listen, if he was standing outside of a giant eagle right now, you would look at him and you would think he was Amish. Oh, God. Right? And it's not like a knock. I mean, you just – like, simply, that's how he looks. Yeah. No, you're right. But it, he's a professional was like that, baseball it
1: was like, player. It was like that unkept, just, like, shaggy beard. Like, yes. Never <laughs> trimmed. Like it looks like he had like never shaved in his life. Like he went from (laughs) puberty like like he's been growing that beard since puberty, never shaved ever. That's just that is all the hair that's ever grown on his face.
0: It's like you said, he is. He's that kid who never could grow a beard. And that kid always, like you said, it was just scraggly, it was always there. They never shaved it though. You'd always Mm -hmm. say just shave that, you know, stuff off. And it never was. So you're right. He just never did. He never listed, and it, this is what it's just grown into. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that was AJ Shugel. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm waiting for that, you know, Family Guide episode. Where Peter had like the bird in his beard. <laughs> and, like, I'm waiting for that, you know, the bird just start coming out of his beard and stuff. I mean, that's just, it's not well kept, but it's so terrible that it's so great. So, like, I can't <laughs> knock it. But if we're actually trying for real beards like Rich Rod, Shugel's yeah. got to be out. To me, I guess the last one's
1: Jay Hay. Right. It's almost like when, I mean, I love you mentioned hockey, like I love Sidney Crosby, but he's awful at growing a playoff beard because <laughs> he, like if, if Sidney Crosby went a year without shaving, he would look like AJ Schugel. Like that would be the Sidney Crosby one year long oh, beard. The women would hate it.
0: <laughs> Man. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's beard game. I mean, I'm no, and I'll tell you, I don't know how you are too. I could never do that. I I shave. I no. should say shaved. I went the longest without shaving at this quarantine. And usually, like for me, if I'll go like three weeks without shaving, I can't do it. I just I itch, mm-hmm. I scratch. I'm always can't do it. So I went, and I got to a point where after a while, it stopped that itching phase. But it was just – I mean, one, I just got so annoyed I cut off. I think I went two solid months, maybe a little over two months. I had some pictures, but I could never yeah. do that. So, I th- like, with that being said, too, yeah. I give props to people who grow the beards because I can't stand them that long.
1: No, I'm the same way. Like, once – I have to, like, trim it down because once it gets a certain length, it gets so itchy, mm. and it just drives me crazy, and – yeah, like eventually it'll get it'll be to the point where like I'll wake up in the middle of the night at like 3 a.m. I'll be like, I can't take this anymore. And I'll, I'll go into the bathroom and I'll I'll trim it down. Like that's how that's how annoyed I get with it sometimes.
0: That's how I'm not going to say 3 a.m., but that's what I was with this beard. It was just honestly like I just stood up from probably this seat. I think I was like working or just stop working. Just went in the bathroom and just shave it. Just right of spur for the moment. Like I'm done. I quit. Uh, we can't move forward unless because Buckle Mike is hounding us on the stream. So he says Russell Martin
1: had a good beard.
0: Yeah, a good one.
1: Yeah, I mean he he had like that solid beard. That yeah, I would I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah, his definitely looked better than AJ Shugel. That's for sure.
0: Correct. That's a fact. Yeah, that's that's absolutely fact. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um but yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if we have much a whole lot more to talk about tonight, Jim. This might be a shorter stream. Again, we've haven't had much baseball thanks to the Cardinals. So, uh you want to wrap it yeah, up the here? The
1: Cardinals Cardinals ruined it for everyone. So, yeah, that's I think that's good. Still ruining it for the Tigers.
0: All right. So, then we will see you guys uh this Sunday we're back for the podcast. So, until then, Bye-bye. See
1: ya.